This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to basically the bonus material for those of you who are kind enough, philanthropic enough and uh, mm, what is the word, just generous enough to support this podcast with your pennies and shillings. With me today in studio, I have Jack Jackariah Bumfluff. <laughs> oh God, you just went right into it. Jack Hickey. <laughs> I was hoping for a more kind of ceremonial introduction. How would you like to be introduced? <laughs> I, no, actually, no, that, that, that'll do for now. Jack Hickey, who is an actor and a writer and a film director, producer, all the forward slashes that a millennial needs. Um, <laughs> multi-hyphenate, yeah. Multi-hyphenate. My bearded pal. We went to the Gate School of Acting together and I'm a little bit nervous because, well, I guess we're not live, so we can mm. edit out anything that doesn't If we make to reference to anything very specific or people, places, things. Nouns. Yeah. <laughs> Nouns. Yeah. I mean, what happens? It's all safe here. Um, so Jack was in the gaiety with me. Jack, give them an Would they know you from stuff? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've, had, I've had stints on the telly. Um, I was in things like Penny Dreadful, Game of Thrones, Vikings. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly, blink and you'll miss them. Uh, I was also in Emmerdale. Oh yes, I remember. Uh, the, I was very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a few years ago now. So yeah, it feels like a very long time ago. It feels like a different life. Well, it was and, pre-COVID, so it is a different life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and Sea Fever, which is a a, a film that we did. Um, set on an Irish fishing trawler, uh, which was great. That was released in 2019. Uh, so that was good. So kind of things like that, yeah. And on stage, we may have seen you. Yeah, with you. Yes, with me. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Were you in a really funny TV commercial for something? I feel uh, like you were I've somebody's husband. Of, no, no. I've, I've done a lot of voiceovers. So I've popped what up on different things. What have you tried to things. sell us? You've tried to sell a Sky yeah. Broadband. I did for a very long time. That was a really great gig. My God, that was fantastic. That saved me when I was living in London. Um, and then, yeah, more recently, I think there's, I, I don't know if I can like name, a well-known drinks brand. Alcohol? Yeah. 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 And is it currently airing? It's currently airing. Yeah. Okay, so spot the voice. Can you <laughs> yeah. do the ad for us? <laughs> no, Can you remember not. a line for it? But I tell you what, a really funny thing came up about my accent because I, I suppose I, I get hired for a lot of these voiceovers on the basis that I, I don't actually really sound like I'm from anywhere. Well, the first uh, day that we were in the Gaiety School of Acting, we had to do this game, which was where you had to tell a truth about yourself yes. and a lie. And one of your, your, one, your, one of your, one of the lie anyway, yeah. was that you were from the OC, yeah, Orange was, County. And <laughs> I was none from of us, California, yeah. And none of and us identified that as the lie. <laughs> no, no. And actually the problem was you, you kind of didn't really get an opportunity after the exercise to correct everybody. So or you didn't kind of, we didn't get to tell anybody which one was the lie. So that one actually persisted for like many weeks. I mean, True, there was, there was entirely one, your fault. You sound like this. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. American. Although I, okay, okay. I see. I I think it's a very specific pocket of South County Randall. Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like all my all my friends from school sound like this, and and we and we all get accused of being from America. Accused of being from America. Accused. But we all get that a lot. A yeah. lot. 
a lot. <laughs> I will That's also, interesting. Oh my god, we were in Sligo one time on holidays, and uh, and Dave ordered a Guinness, and you literally said in this exact cadence, "I will also have a Guinness." Yes, you see, I'm also very kind of politely spoken, so that kind of goes against me as well because. Yeah, I will also have a Guinness. I, I think I think it was also they were like oh, I was hi, also tourists. being slagged for a delivery. I, I think more so than accent. But yes, yeah. me too. You know, yeah. I mean, this is before the hashtag, but you could also have said make that too. I mean, there's number of ways you could have ordered it. So you're hired for voiceovers. <laughs> when I'm hired for voiceovers at the mm. moment, at the moment I'm t- I'm on two ads for Irish Life. Oh yeah. Um, sorry for unknown health insurance company. <laughs> 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 and in one of the ads, I have to say directions to my GP appointment yeah. and in the other one I have to say hmm literally oh, yeah. I say hmm that's so tricky the ad is uh, some guy trying to sell you cryptocurrency and they said the instruction was oh, wow. can you just grumble as if you've seen something questionable on the internet and I was like and they, mm. then you have to in a voiceover you tend to do three of them back to back so I went hmm hmm <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like, okay, this is very good, again. by the way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the smaller things are the hardest to do. I, I think that's true in an acting context as well. You, you have a scene where all you have to do is open a door, and for some reason that just becomes a huge obstacle. And you, but and it's you, because all of your focus is on opening the door. Whereas if your main yeah. scene is open the door, walk in, deliver the news that your wife is dead to mm. someone, then you don't even think about the door thing. Yeah, you need kind of multifaceted things to be going on to really get into a kind of a sense of flow. If you have to do one thing, if you have to pick up a coffee cup, drink it authentically like a human being, that actually becomes one of the trickier things. So like a hmm in a in a voiceover, suddenly you just it's a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, I've been listening to it. Like it you comes on it. on radio, and yeah. I'm like, God, I, that's not convincing. That girl no. definitely is going to buy that cryptocurrency. <laughs> she is. <laughs> you're, just, no. you're the last vanguard against uh, cryptocurrency. I am going to sell people Bitcoin because of this ad. <laughs> um, yeah. So how? So then your experience. Which do you prefer? Right, voiceover, TV, mm. or theater acting? TV, by far. Yeah. I, I think I think TV with, is the worst. No, oh, there's so no, much waiting I, I, around. No, I love. I, well, I love that too. I, you know, I think it's all. I think it's all good. Uh, I, with with voiceovers, I think it's a completely different kind of discipline. I just treat it as a completely separate kind of idea in my head because, like, I think that voiceovers you have to have you have to completely remove your ego. Uh, like in every, you're there to serve something in a in a much more specific way than you are in TV. I mean, you're all just serving. The project anyway but with tv i feel like you kind of sorry not to get very kind of um wanky on this but your your artistic input is is you're supposed to do that you're supposed yeah. to really kind make of, some decisions bring yeah, yourself to yeah, it big time and those conversations happen in such a way it doesn't serve you to have a conversation of voiceover it serves you to just help whatever just it needs to thing. happen yeah. yeah um but in but yeah those kind of things in tv and theater god theater i haven't just i haven't done in so long I mean, rehearsals that, again for a show. Yeah, that's so exciting. It feels very scary. How's everything going? Um, at the moment, it's like loads of scripts on different pages that I feel the need to like hang them on a wall and be like, okay, what comes yeah. first? Because the exciting thing about theatre is that it doesn't need to be linear. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily mm. want this to look like something that you turn on a TV show and it could just be two people sitting at a table having a conversation. I want to use the medium of theatre and all the, the excitement that that mm. brings that you can't get through television. Because... Yeah, anyway. And uh, so I don't necessarily have to tell this story in order, uh, nor do I kind of want to. 
And so then it's about the decisions of like, well, what makes sense and what's exciting and and, and what can we do? But I'm working with Gina Moxley, mm. who directed... She's wonderful. She's yeah. amazing. She directed yeah. Salvadine as my boyfriend, for those of you who... Which was my second play. Um, so it's great to have the gang back again. Yeah. But it's mad. Like, we have to fill in these massive COVID questionnaires every time we go into the rehearsal room. And it's just like, do you have a cough? No. Do you have a cough? No. And then you just have to tick 20 boxes of no... Mm which seems a little bit tedious, but very necessary, I understand. So that's changed. That's different from that's the last different. time the band was um, together. The band, yeah. And we don't sit so close together. Although I don't think we ever sat that close together. She's the director. She's over there. I'm over sure. here. Um, so yeah, like, but it's weird. Like, I'm going to be on stage again. I don't know when yet, but it's... Yeah. Will there be there will there will be nerves in anticipation? Oh, yeah. Of the, yeah There's always nerves. Um, good nerves, but... Nerves nonetheless. Um, I'm mainly nervous about like after the fact. Like I don't, I get very overwhelmed. Me, you know, like the way, um, what's Pat Kinavan. So Pat Kinavan is an Irish playwright who's written some phenomenal plays. And he does this thing where he goes out after the play, he'll go front of house and meet all the people who've been in mm. the audience. And he's amazing watching him. He's like a politician, do you know, shaking hands, knowing all the stories, knowing who he's seen at previous versions of the show. And I, like, at the end of Salvadine, like, I used to go out the stage door and drive home before people, they'd even let people out. Like, I didn't, <laughs> wouldn't even have a shower. I was just gone. Because but that's okay. I mean, you're not obliged to do any of that. You but know, is it rude? Different, different, people do no, hang around, I like... I don't think so. I think it's different when there are people you know in in the audience and you might feel, you know, you have to go out. But I don't, I don't think you have to. Maybe with COVID now, you won't be allowed to do that anyway. Theatre, bar, nonsense. Well, it'll be interesting to know how things develop. Like, when do you, when do you imagine this could go up 2022 oh definitely 2022 spring 2022 because uh, like it could be sooner but I think that there's a lot lined up of shows that had been planned that were taken down because of Covid but I imagine like before my next birthday which is in April so Hmm. I don't know how Covid will have impacted then yeah I mean, I I was um, I was in London there and did my. How was fir- it? It was it was wild. It was How really was the wild. airport? Uh, so Jack really? texted me before he left to be like, because <laughs> I am the keeper of all rooms. I know. I was so nervous. I was so so nervous. I I was convinced I was forgetting something, and I kn- I knew I, I sorry. I both I texted you. I googled everything I was supposed to. I looked at you know. I did my due diligence, and yet I was still so nervous. You traveling. feel like there should be more. Yeah. But going to England. It was my first plane like, in a year go. and a half. My first plane in a year and a half. And I was going over for a meeting and it was an in-person audition. So, you know, in the last year and a half, I've been sending my auditions in a self-tape kind of context. This is the first time I'm in front of people. And like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like, I'm I'm vastly experienced in auditioning. And yet, just the, just the sheer being out of sync with that activity, I was like sweating. I was like, my, my mouth was dry. I, I was deeply concerned I would forget my lines and that's not usually something that kind of really, no, you're really crosses I'm on thorough you, you know and if, if you do the work you have nothing to be nervous about and I really I had the time on this one to do the work which actually you don't always get but uh, yeah really nervous got in there my first one was just awful really awful like, was it for TV or film? TV TV yeah. And, and yeah I was kind of my eye line was kind of scattered I wasn't very kind of like uh, you know nuanced or anything like that and uh, yeah I got better as it went on but yeah God so I mean just in terms of what we're talking about there with the theatre kind of it's effectively theatre you know Mm -hmm. you're in front of people you're doing this scene in front of six people 
um, you'll be doing it to considerably more people out of I hope. six people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the one people have been complaining. Have you, have you had any of that little cynic, cynical voice inside you where people are like, the theatres are still only allowed to be 60% capacity. And I'm like, in all of our budgets, we only ever budgeted <laughs> for 60% capacity. Yeah. Although I think the problem there is people still are kind of tre- trepidatious to, to, to go. go. Yeah, so I, they're not I, I even getting 60%. Yeah, I think that's even kind of the problem. Mm-hmm. The fringe is on at the moment, which is... Which is exciting. Is it on in person? Can you go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get tickets for the theatre festival, but they were sold out for whatever I wanted to see. Yeah, true. Well, um, Conversations After Sex was something that I wanted to see. Uh, Mark O'Halloran, who's fantastic, obviously. Um, but that sold out? That sold out immediately. So right. what you going to do? What you going to do with all that junk? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Conversation hopping. Um, how did the audition go? When will you know? Or ah, you'll fine. probably hear Listen, nothing. I don't know. Yeah, probably hear nothing. But, uh, you know, fine. And and actually, you know, just so great to kind of break the break the, the seal with that. You know, like it was just kind of, yeah, I kind of built it up in my head. And as well, just being in London, a year and a half. I lived there for five years. Not being there in a year and a half. Where did you go? What did you do? Yeah, I went to like old haunts. And uh, everything's uh, everything's kind of everything's completely different. I think you said this to me as well. Uh, everything is very different over there. Just the psychology is very is different to different. here, and very similar to how it was. Yeah, it's twenty nineteen. Yeah, over there for it's sure. Twenty nineteen, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. I yeah, it was kind of um, different attitude to uh, masks. Different kind of like fed up capacity you, you know people just kind of they were just on a different level which is so funny because I mean we're such close neighbours and yet we just uh, I suppose we've had a completely different diet of how to relate to this and um, I mean I wouldn't have it any different but they definitely think that we have been very strange yes or, or they definitely we've think we've been way severe. too cautious and very severe yeah. But like it's also showing in their numbers. And yeah, I, I was over there in July and it, August. Yeah. When did I get married? Anyway, I was <laughs> I was there recently. August, I think. August, yeah. Uh, yeah. July. I got married in July. Um, so I was there then after that and it didn't feel very safe. Like it just felt like everyone was sort no, of on top of each safe. other. No, and, yeah, Which and meant that like the sort of casual wander around London... I didn't get that. I was like, okay, where do I need to go? Get there, go, sign the thing, do the thing, get out. I was on hyper alert all the time. Like I, I I've, I've never been so vigilant to other people. And 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 London is just about, kind of about the the, the cramming. <laughs> you know, yeah. London is kind of about cramming together. It's about kind of moving through the streets like a shark. It's kind of about elbowing the old lady down the stairs to get to where you need to go. It's that's kind of the London. Jack. <laughs> Only once. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's about it's about that kind of. It's about that kind of psychology. So kind of that coupled with the COVID kind of things and and everybody's kind of behavior being kind of more frenetic or or kind of amplified in some way, because everybody's still thinking about it, obviously, of course, because we're still right in the middle of things. Um, So, yeah, it was a strange atmosphere. But it means that they're thinking about it and actively choosing to do the things that they're doing, like yeah. crowding into an elevator. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a different attitude. Don't. It's a different. It's a different psychology. Uh, but even the fact that they called it Freedom Day, it's like okay, guys, but we're not free of yeah. anything here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you over there for? Uh, I was about what three, four days. Did you yeah. notice anything different on the plane? How was your airport experience? Well, that that was. I did attend a football match, so that was wow. A ve- yeah. Are they at full capacity? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Was that like exciting or who was playing? It was extremely exciting. Was that that Man United match with Ronaldo? No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I, I, is, is it too much of an exaggeration to say it was the singular most uh, joyful experience of my life? Do you think that's too much? I I do think so because you... You know I cram my life with lots of joy and happiness. I suppose you're not... that was the happiest day of my life. Why? Because, you know what, it's going to be impossible to explain. Well, was it because you were at a big event? Was it because of who you were with? Was Was it Ronaldo was was back? The city was electric. The kind of, the stadium was electric. The kind of... Um, the, the 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 match played out like a fairy tale, you know, for him mm-hmm. or you know for you know Man United fans. So like, yeah, was, of which was, you are one, right? Of which I am a very yeah very avid one. Yeah, yeah. You don't look or sound like a Man United fan. So funny. I, it's a whole aspect of my life that you and I have never kind of <laughs> never into. discussed because because no. I am obsessed with Manchester United. Always have been. Right. And it just never comes. In drama school, you know, it just never you came just up. Repress just shit, like, it. You just repress that shit. Just deny <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever discussed it. Like even with uh, other friends of ours from drama school, I've just, uh, people don't really know. Who are your secret football friends that you go with? Soccer. Well, was, uh, Do you call it soccer or football? Football. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was just, it was me and my friend Jack. We, we went over and we just had the best time. Yeah. I'm just looking at you being like I just don't know where to go yeah, from you're, here you're looking at me like I'm wearing horns or something like that not, not because I don't think it's evil but it's just so incongruent with the Jack that I know who like we talk about philosophy and we talk about you know our emotions and we talk yeah. about like Plato and then you're like football oh, football, <laughs> football winner football fans have a very rich inner life no they don't okay <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home, you know. That's yeah, it. no, no listen. There's it's a, coming home. There's and a very different. There's lots of different kind of football fan cultures, and I think I'm a part of a very uh, specific one. Also, Man United uh, to me, and this is just based on you know, apropos of nothing. Yeah, Man United to me is the the team a child supports. <laughs> Like, because when I was a kid, it was like Ryan Giggs and my best friend Brian used to support them, and it was like. It's a it's a childish thing to like football. No, it's a childish a, thing to like Man United because it's right. so broad. It's like liking unicorns as a little girl. Yeah, no, I, I, that's actually extremely true. Yeah, I think it was. I think from an Irish perspective, I think it's because we've always had an Irish interest there. There was Paul McGrath, there was um, Dennis Irwin, there's obviously Roy Keane, who I used to write letters to as a child. Oh my God, did he ever reply? What did no, they say? No, there was a there was an incident uh, where Roy Keane uh, famously uh, kind of vin- vindictively, well, no, that's another one, but he very vindictively went out to uh, injure another footballer as revenge for an injury he gave him previously. When was this? Uh, it's, oh God, it was like 97 or 96 or something like that. Okay. And, uh, and I wrote him a letter as a kid going, please tell me it's not true that you went out to injure that other player uh, out of revenge. And I just, and all I got back was just kind of a, from his secretary, just kind of a signed thing and uh, broke my little heart. And yes, you still went. If you had a chance yeah. to speak to him now, what would you say? I can try and make this happen for you. Could you? I mean, I don't know. Oh like, my God. I, I've just said that football is for children. But I mean, I could circles. tweet him. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, if we get enough people tweeting him, maybe uh, an introduction can be arranged. Yeah, that would, that would be very But exciting. like, I don't want to be like tweeting him the lyrics of a Rebecca Storm, tell me it's not true song. So yeah. what would you actually want to ask oh, him? Oh no, like in his autobiography, he ad- admitted. He answered your letter. No, he t- <laughs> yeah, to Jack, to 11 year old Jack. Uh, 11, younger. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope. Younger, younger. Uh, yeah, no, he, he he admitted in his autobiography that he that he did do it. 
on purpose. Kind of. Well, I, I don't know if he said it in those words, but I think he kind of said. He couldn't. I, I think it was kind let of clear. Go of yeah, the I think it was revenge. quite clear that it was on purpose. God, this is a real kind of character assassination of, of Roy, Roy Keane. Keane. I mean, it's he'll he'll get in touch if he's got a problem. Yeah, um, his people. <laughs> his people can talk to my people. Oh, um, but yeah, it's quite. There's something sort of Shakespearean in that revenge plot, is there not? I think football's full of Shakespeare. Go for uh, it. Give me three examples of no, how. No, just the drama. The level of drama is is high. It's all about narratives. It's all about stories. It, it, it's all about the kind of... It, for, for people that don't know a lot about it, you're you're not really seeing what's actually happening. But when you kind of have the, I suppose, like the, the, the wealth of knowledge or the accumulation of knowledge that I have, you're looking at something and you're going like, oh, this duel between these guys this tactical that's how thing. I feel about it's, politics yeah no exactly I, I mean you've you know a hundred thousand percent more than I ever could and so you're and seeing you to, like oh yeah. that speech is so yeah, yeah. pointed and it's actually and it's, really about that yeah, yes. yeah no you must be or the Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton rivalry that is playing out in F1 at the moment right you see I haven't a clue well so we won't bother that. but yeah they're just they're taking it I actually don't know anything about any other sport like any other Did sport. Did you play sport as a kid? I played football. Soccer. Yeah. So Not I don't yeah. I don't know anything about rugby. I barely know the rules. Which is surprising because about... of your address. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no I deserve that. Yeah, it was yeah, I I mean I I was supposed to join the rugby team like so many people in my class, but um we started our own football team. Because uh, we weren't allowed to do it in school. Rebels. Because uh, that would take away from the rugby team. So no, because everybody wanted to play football. Nobody you know, you know our school wasn't particularly good at rugby, but uh, yeah, no. Shout really. out to the high school. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So we we started on a football team, and we got our ass handed to us every week. I don't um, know if I'm allowed to ask this because it's a kind of a change in subject, but also kind of private. But sure, how is it. the short film going? Yeah, really good. It's kind of the main uh, stress point of my life. Background uh, information. <laughs> During the lockdown, some of us baked banana bread and did jigsaws and Jack <laughs> wrote and shot a short film. Yeah. Um, yeah, under the most kind of rigorous COVID compliance uh, thing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful to... Like, God, imagine if any one member of the core team had tested positive at that time it kind of I kind of shook it because it's so difficult to schedule these things yeah anyway, and the whole thing goes yeah pot. the idea that one per, like my DOP for example the idea that that would just that would have happened uh, absolutely heartbreaking now the thing about the short film it's pressure I put on myself it's stress I put on myself I could just have had a very relaxed uh, relationship towards it the problem is I did one previous and that went really well and was and was quite successful and so there was a difficult second album thing that I imposed on myself because I felt it had to be such an escalation. It had to be more ambitious. We had to have kind of more, uh, it kind of had to be kind of genre tonally different, you know, um, whereas I really should have just stayed in the wheelhouse uh, for at least a few more shorts. But we decided to do something really mental, really ambitious. Uh, lots of locations, lots of actors. Um, you know, we have Tony O'Rourke in it. We have Deirdre O'Kane in it. You know, it's kind of like it was a real Lorcan Cranich, Paul Hickey, this kind of like escalation of suddenly we're kind of accountable to so many more mm-hmm. people and things, bigger team and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really stressful. I mean, I'm delighted I did it. Because. Um, Where are you now in the edit process? Yeah, we're going to get into the room, the, the editing suite by the end of the month. We kind of have a few cuts, a few drafts of how things could be. And uh, I met you after the first draft and you were. 
Like yeah, I had to pick you off the ground. Attack. You yeah, were like, yeah. why did I do this? What a waste of my money. This is horrendous. Everything is terrible. And I was like, this is meant negative, to be like this, guy. right? This. Yeah, no, unfortunately, this is actually just, this was the case with um, my last one as well. Uh, you know, that ended up coming on leaps and bounds. The point is just the first assembly is just one of the more disturbing things a filmmaker can watch because basically you, you watch this... Um, kind of a appropriation of your work cuz cuz obviously how could how could an editor possibly sit in your brain and know how everything's supposed to move together and and you know i think you know usually the script kind of ha- helps with that but this is quite an esoteric strange piece like it's not it's not straightforward it's not necessarily even linear like it's quite it's quite artistic and so <laughs> So there's a lot, there's a lot of space to go wrong. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, yeah. I remember meeting you that day. I remember I was not, I was not positive. Uh, I was in a low place, and I think uh, it's, it's certainly listen, it's come on a thousand, a thousand fold since then. But when are yeah. you thinking you'll be ready to go to print? I don't, well, I don't know. We're our own producers, so we kind of we kind of get to decide. It's a luxury that you don't. It's a luxury, often but it's get. also it can be a hindrance. Where you, you're you don't want to leave it too play long. Along. Yeah, you don't want to just coast, and you don't want to be complacent. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's quite it's quite great being your own producer on on something like your own boss on it. You can kind of you get to make your own decisions. You get to kind of have the strangeness and uniqueness of the piece that you always wanted. Nobody's kind of looking over your shoulder and maybe telling you to make a more conservative choice. Uh, so we kind of really get to throw the spaghetti at the wall with this one. So, I don't yeah. really like being that person. I like having someone tell me to make it more conservative. It's a lot of pressure. That, that's the thing. It's a, it's a yeah, lot I really of, have to trust your own judgment, right? You have to be your own leader. And that's really, really difficult. Um, kind of especially when you're especially when you're an actor and you're, <laughs> you're used to being led by somebody. And, did you and act in that one too? I did. I did. And you know, I'd never do it again. Why? It was it was way I don't know how Kenneth Branagh does it. It was way too. Um, there wasn't the time for me to do the scene and look at the monitor. And a director needs to be looking at the monitor. There's just no. Did you sacrifice acting at the altar of directing, or did you sacrifice directing at the altar of acting? Uh, well, you know what? I'm, I would make the same decision again because it was just uh, cheaper, and 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 good casting. You know, I was I was playing kind of Tony's. Um, dickhead brother you know and I kind of just so was, fitting yeah I just kind of well I was just like you know if we get it'll only this person we get in will only really be me adjacent so why wouldn't I just step in and do it and and I know why now because it was it was really difficult I don't know how people do it and anybody thinking of directing and acting in their own piece I would really just advise them not to and try to rethink it um, because it's difficult who do you think suffers like, do you think that you would have been a better actor if there was a different director or you would have been a better director well, if there was a better actor? Better director, because the performance is just the performance was going to be the performance. I wrote it as well. So, I mean, that was just always going to be what showed up right, and, okay. and always kind of what needed to happen. But, but yeah, the directing really suffered for the whole scene, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in the scene with Tony, obviously. And, and listen, the scene's great. You know, it's fine. It's really worked out. But uh, I was stressed. And you know what? When you're looking at rushes and stuff like that, you're seeing what's happening outside of the scene off camera and you're seeing me. And so we, we, we yell cut, the scene cuts and you just see kind of me and Tony milling around or whatever. And you can see me like visibly, visibly kind of p- pacing slightly and kind of just thinking, trying to think fast enough, you know, for what's next. What do I have to do next? And that's no chair to be in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not enjoyable, but hopefully the, we will we will see the fruits of your labor soon. I yeah. hope. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, what else is going on with you? 
That's about it. Yeah, my, my my London trip was quite fulsome. Uh, how about you? Um, I did not watch the Man United match, although I learned <laughs> some interesting points about the Man United match because I find um, conversations. <clears throat> I, now that we're opening up, I sometimes find conversations with strangers difficult and around this time of year it's always like sporting season so I try to learn <laughs> some facts um, so that if I meet people I have some facts so do you want to hear my facts? Why do you need to why do you need to stretch towards them? Why, why does that have to Because otherwise to be we look at each other in silence Okay Fair enough What are, you, what are your facts? My facts are um, so football Okay Yes please Let's say the topic of football Yes I know that uh, Manchester United bought Ronaldo for um, about 20 million which is mm. remarkably low for someone of his ilk but it's because of his age he got the jer- jersey and his wages with, and his wages he got the jersey with the number 7 on it which is sort of lousy on the guy who was playing number 7 who that was a good fact yeah Edinson Cavani Cavani yeah. but people who had bought the Cavani shirt got a free new Cavani shirt because you can't just change someone in the middle of a season and people had bought that to support Cavani yeah. so there's that and then also if you want to go further down the league um, there are three category A um, category A um, matches category A is a security unit that is means that it they need high security so there would be riot police and there would be um, you know like and, and, and across Europe those are Bohemians versus Shamrock Rovers that's category A mm. Celtic <laughs> versus Rangers in Scotland um, Inter Milan versus AC Milan <laughs> and um, don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me I know this Galatasaray and Farabache in Turkey and those are the four category A matches that exist in football God do we do we Bohemian Shamrock Rovers do we slip into that because surely there's there's loads more no, that those are the most high risk wow. Bohemians versus Shamrock Rovers. But at the moment, it's not too bad because you um, you can't support your team when they're playing away, only when they're playing at home. So they don't mix up anymore. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Those are all my football facts. Um, <laughs> Do you know anything about that uh, that kind of remarkable young tennis player who won last night? Yeah, or two days ago. Yeah, what's the? Uh, I've, I've it's obviously a huge story in the UK, and I kind of I, I so what she won. Every single set. Mm-hmm. She's 18 years old. She came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Every single set. She's inspired a nation. Everyone thinks she's amazing. Uh, I don't know too much about her. Tennis is one sport that really frustrates me because my grandmother used to love it and I don't understand the scoring system. It doesn't make sense to me yeah, and no it's inefficient. Like, why would you go use words and numbers? So, like, love <laughs> and then, like, 7, 28 uh, or whatever they are. It doesn't go up naturally or it doesn't go up consistently or in any logical way. And I find it um, illogical and frustrating. And I don't like the power the umpire has because it seems very um, cursory sometimes. So I don't really like tennis, yeah. but I love the sound. I don't like watching tennis, but I love listening to tennis. Yeah, and that I love the pop, sound too. But pop. also the like the fact that it's like a duel between individuals. Like you kind of rarely get such a kind of a stark example of, well, I suppose like boxing or something like that. Yeah, okay. except it's non-contact. Yeah. I don't really love watching boxing. I have some boxing facts, but I mean, I don't need to give my sports facts here. And I have a lot of F1 sports facts because I actually support them. I actually them. really desperately don't want to hear the F1 You don't have to. I'm not going to share them with you. And then um, it was a bad weekend for sport because Mayo lost and also Cork lost the camogie. Oh, so right. we've been licking our wounds, me and all, all weekend. <laughs> he licked his wounds in the form of a pizza for lunch at McDonald's for dinner yesterday. <laughs> so... Um, 
yeah, we just need to keep those arteries clear. God, yeah, and I had a Burger King the other day. It was... Was that uh, something to do with the Man United fallout? Was airport kind of just having to do that, yeah. It's coming home. It's it's coming home. Uh, So, yeah, that's why I learned sports facts. Yeah. Um, to fabricate conversations with people that you don't want to have well what else am I meant to do Jack here's an example (laughs) I find myself in a situation where I am in public and Noel stops to talk to somebody and there is somebody else there and they know me they've seen me on TV they've heard me on radio I'm very open and you know, joyful when I am the Stephanie Except Prizner. It's the, it's the content that just runs out. That's the problem. No, the so, no, no. They know me, a version of me that is more jovial than I naturally am because when the camera lights come on, I do my Stephanie Prizner thing and then I retreat to my, you know. <laughs> and so they start talking and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say to this person. Um, and I'm always looking for common interests. So I will just go through my Rolodex of common interests and I kind of know something about everything. Like I know one thing about everything. <laughs> But if, if we... It's the gamification of conversation, really. Well, yeah. Like, how else do you tolerate it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because you know me, like, when we meet and we walk around Marion Square Park, like, we're, I'm straight into the serious things, like, what the I doctor really has... I really appreciate that. That's uh, But that's obviously because I great. trust you or whatever. But, um, you know, with strangers, I'm like, I don't really know how to converse with you. <laughs> Was I awkward at conversation? But you see, when we were in the gaiety, when we were tra- training as actors... It's also like you're not you never really are, have much interaction that isn't scripted. <laughs> isn't <that> ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah. you may like you're you're either given instruction on what to talk mm. about in an improvisation or you're literally running lines at someone which yeah. is very yeah, yeah. comfortable. I, well I mean no I mean I mean you've changed a huge amount since then. Like this is uh, I think we both have I think we both. I was eighteen when I went to the drama school. Like, I think I was twenty. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, way too young anyway. And we kind of, um, but yeah, we've we've evolved a lot. We've changed since then. So I I can't remember your conversational style back. I don't think it was fact based. It wasn't fact based. No, it was loud. (laughs) I think that's a new crutch. But yeah, I don't. I think before. Yeah, I think before it was just. I think it was just trying to disarm people with humor and then walk away if it got serious. <laughs> or knock people over. Yeah, yeah. It was certainly more frenetic. Yeah, and no, we were all just talking over each other a mile a minute. It's yeah, and then Mags was in the corner seething about it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're looking at 18-year-old me and being very... Yeah, and Mags was an adult. Yeah. Um, yeah, would you would you go to drama school again? Uh, no, no, I mean, you know, I think I've kind of... I think I've kind of done that, but I, you know, no, no, the, no. The most... Would you, if you had the decision to make it, would you do that again? Would you, would you make the same decision again? I would have liked to be older. I, you know, I think that's, I, you know, I remember I, I had to decide whether to go to London to do that or not. You know, I didn't even audition for any of the London schools or anything like that. I'm maybe waiting a year would have made me want to do that, but I kind of stuck to, to Dublin, stuck to what I knew. Um, and no, I, I, I don't regret it at all. Made some friends for life, you know. Just me. <laughs> it me. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of wouldn't sacrifice that experience for anything, really. But, uh, but I say, you know, because I was so young, I didn't quite absorb as much as I really sh- should have there. I think everything I learned really about acting came from being on set. But I, I don't think, know. I think that that's easy to look back and be like, I should have been paying more attention. But that's sort of like... Based on an underlying assumption that, like, an older version of you would have been more open to learning experience. Like, yeah, I mean, there I are things now. Mature, 
You were very yeah, mature. Yeah, it's, but I just don't think I quite. Um, I, d- I I don't know. Was I f- fo- focused? I was too distracted by myself. But sure, who really. was focused in there? We were all just. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But I, but you but you know what I mean? Like distracted by myself, like too distracted by kind of just making friends and kind of. We go out for drinks. Trying to get a girlfriend. You're trying to get a girlfriend. Yeah, that's a, that's usually a very large distraction in one's life, isn't it? And going yeah. to going for drinks and then dealing with hangovers mm, and going class, to plays. Hangovers. I know it was great. Yeah, that was. It a really good time. was. Um, what other things do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. So what, what other songs are there? <laughs> do you ever have that when you're on Spotify and you play songs and then you're like? What other songs are there? You know, I just kind of do an algorithm thing. It's really awful, actually. Just my daily mixes. I just listen to no, it No, there's too much room for I surprises there. I only listen to my liked I songs. I love modernity. <laughs> I love Is that Spotify. a band? <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying, just the Spotify algorithm. I just I, I just thank, thank God for it every day. You thank God. I sit down you on my knees. <laughs> I do not. Praise. Maybe it's because I don't, f- maybe because the algorithm doesn't know me well enough. Mm. But, you know, sometimes I like to listen to Christian rock. No, and you don't. I do. Oh, I love Christian rock. Hillsong United are the best band ever. They Why? have a song. Okay, for those of you listening now, stop listening in a second and go to Hillsong United <laughs> and listen to Oceans. It's an amazing song. And sometimes I listen to Spirit FM as well when I'm in the car. Because it's it's, it's inspirational and it's moving and you're looking at me as if I'm telling you that I eat cockroaches. Like, this is not bizarre. Anyway, so I listen to Christian Rock, but I, I also... I think we'll let the listeners decide whether this is a bizarre... And I listen to Kanye <laughs> West. Yeah. But I also love the gloaming. Donda, I have listened to Donda. Mm. I mean, I don't like the track that is the first one that just keeps going Donda, 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 <laughs> yeah, Donda, yeah. Donda. It's an acquired taste, that one. But I do think, have you listened to Donda? Uh, no. <laughs> it's really good. It's really, really good. And he's lost all of that hubris that he I've had. it's quite soulless. Like it's kind of... Well, if his soul is arrogant, like I think it's a humble album. I really liked God Is, which came before that, which not, didn't get a lot of mm. press. Um, but I do really like him. And then I listen. Like I, I love Celine Dion. I think the algorithm is like we cannot cope with you. <laughs> we do not not know what to suggest. But I also don't really like, like I don't like Dermot Ke- male vocalists. That sort of, mm. I can't. Yeah. Uh, so I prefer female vocalists. But that doesn't align with my like of Kanye or the Hillsong United thing. So basically, the algorithm doesn't know what to serve me. So I have to go yeah. hunting myself. And I, I also like I, the guy. I think I find myself preferring female vocalists as well like just like Georgia Smith and Pip Millett and you know these kind of things like Celine Dion uh, Celine Barbara Streisand I don't know who Barbara Pip Streisand. Millett is who the hell is Pip Millett <laughs> uh, Big Pig and what, what else what's kind of on my current uh, thing but yeah so I kind of know what you mean sometimes I feel like you're one of those musos who like has part <laughs> of his identity is like I like music no one's ever heard of well, you know the friend I went to the Manchester United match with uh, has this very uh, common uh, opinion of me. He's always just like, well, he just is convinced that I hate music and I only just have a couple of things to say that kind of get me out of trouble. And then 
See, he thinks he's a muso. This is the problem. It's all about people, how people... But like I've read your scripts as well and you suggest music in your scripts and then yeah. I go and listen to the music. No, I love that. It's really important. I think that's really important. That is you really do Im- that as well though. I do, but yeah. I'm doing it with like the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm but that's why, you know, that's that's the same. Something inspired you to write a particular moment or something is evocative of the thing you're trying to create for that moment. And that's all. that's all relevant. Yeah, but the, I often find that I find something that's really inspiring. I'm like, oh my God, this has to be in my whatever. And then it's Sigur Ross and everyone has done it. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no original <laughs> you no. Know, good ideas here. Or Kush Game Dance. God, I get a lot of my inspiration from the music that they use. Yeah. Do you, do you listen to a song and then something kind of sparks something and you, you will write something completely kind of well, generate something completely? I used to write th- in rhyme. So I used to listen to a lot of Eminem and I used to listen to a lot of this lad. What is his name? He's a spoken word artist. John Johnson. Anyway. Um, so I used to listen to that and then that w- the, uh, a rhythm, like a particular rhythm in an Eminem song. Mm. I would then take that rhythm and I would write my own thing in that beat, like using that Of course, you, write, you, write to, you used to write everything in verse, yes. which, uh, which is a skill that I kind of can't I, I can't imagine ever having there were parts of my new play that are in verse but I'm really? trying to let it go like I'm trying to no like, I kind of think that's really fun uh, it's fun uh, for parts but yeah. it's all I think it can be a lot to listen like all of Salpadine is in rhyme that's yeah. an hour of listening to me that thing Hamilton did very well that was a, that uh, had music as well though <laughs> yeah, true true <laughs> I'm being very facetious there but yeah it's I I, I, I loved that I, I loved when you did that that yeah. was really cool we'll see how it goes yeah. I'll see what Gina thinks um, I mean at this point we're just waffling yeah um, sure so we may wrap it up listeners if you've got any specific questions for Jack if you have any small or large businesses that you're looking for a voice to promote <laughs> you can contact <laughs> yeah, his yeah, agent tweet me yeah <laughs> um, if people do want to get in touch with you um, oh by the way are you single <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm single yes. you are single we can yes, talk about that yeah, off yeah. air okay great um, thank you for listening and thank you for being part of the Headstuff community I really do appreciate your support to keep the podcast going um, you've been amazing we have been mediocre but we're happy enough <laughs> with that thank you so much and tune in next week this show is part of the Headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.